0: Hello and welcome to Spill the Milk. I am Morgan and I'm Hannah and today is a Hannah episode and I'm yes. super excited about it. Um, before we get started, sorry we're a little late on this. Just had some we say stuff. this every time <laughs> we had some stuff so yes. here's our schedule. <laughs> um, Yeah so as far as updates I know Hannah has one so I'm gonna go ahead and let her go.
1: Yeah, I think the only one that I really had was with all of the Ocean Gate stuff going on, um, which is crazy. That is crazy. Um, I think it's crazier to me that everyone was freaking out online about these people trying to go see the Titanic. But like we did a, an episode on the Marianas Trench. Well, that was one of the episodes I did research on. And it was episode 37 if you're interested in it. Um, but James Cameron went to um went to the Titanic over 30 times and like obviously nothing bad ever happened to him. And he and other people have gone over three times farther into the ocean and literally touched the bottom of the Mariana's trench. So yeah. like this was like 12 and a half thousand feet down they went over 36,000 feet underwater which is like seven miles
0: I think part of it
1: Twelve, what 36,000 feet whatever that is
0: (laughs) I think part of it is the submarine it's not even a submarine it's a a submersible was so crappily built so people are like you idiots (laughs)
1: yeah and I mean I think the thing with James Cameron is he was so involved and like I was reading something that like he would fight for like four hours about whether or not this certain type of bolt should have been used or if it should be a different material. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if I was gonna go thirty six thousand feet underwater, <laughs> I would probably put up a fight to make sure
0: everything was right. James Cameron's my guy. <laughs> rather than
1: say, "Here's quarter of a million, make sure I come back." Yeah, because I mean. Some people are sick and might not have an incentive to bring you back.
0: Yeah, that's true. So,
1: which is sad.
0: It is sad, but yeah. So that ended up being just the whole thing and it imploded. And
1: yeah.
0: I'm sure that you already know this. <laughs> it was but all over. I, just,
1: I just think it's weird that people are freaking out. Like it's never been done before. Yeah. James Cameron alone has gone there over 30 times. Yeah. So
0: it's the Titanic man. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing i wanted to bring up was the whole thing going on with um Rudy Ferrius right now is crazy if you don't know about him he was a um man i guess at the time i think he was 18 when he went missing um oh he's that old yeah 18 or 17 hmm. um so he's reported missing and he was just found it's been 8 years so he's like 20 whatever now 25 26 and there's just so much coming out with that right now and I'm just gonna say if you haven't looked it up you should look it up because it's getting crazy like it just came out today as we're recording this it's the 6th of July um that his mom like was holding him captive in his house the entire time and she's the one who was like he's missing he's missing That's so, so scary yeah and there's some pretty messed up stuff that happened while he was there um I'm not gonna get too into detail but definitely look it up maybe we can do an episode on it um if it gets more
1: that's standard. crazy where
0: was this I don't remember where it was I could probably figure it out was but... it in the U.S. Mm-hmm. oh okay yeah so he was just like found recently at, I don't know if it was like a week ago or maybe even a couple days ago um he was found on um, at like a church oh. and he had cuts and bruises and stuff all over him and I guess he like ran away from his house and like was trying to get away so pretty crazy um we'll see what ends up happening with that like if, that mom needs to be put in jail to be well, honest without a doubt what? but we'll see
1: was he like small or how
0: no like, it's hard
1: to believe that a, a grown man couldn't well overpower and-
0: Right. Well, and I don't know how much he has like manipulated and stuff. I did read yeah, that's fair. that she's like giving him drugs and like making him take like mm-hmm. shrooms and like stuff like that. Yeah, that's gonna. That's
1: gonna mess yeah. up. Yeah.
0: So I'm sure, like mentally. Also, obviously, that
1: I didn't mean to say that like that, but like, yeah, I would have just imagined that a grown man could have
0: overpowered. So. Yeah. At least some point in eight years. Yeah. But I guess. Yeah, that'll continue to just get crazier and crazier, I'm sure. So we'll go from there. Otherwise, I think that was it for updates.
1: Yeah, I didn't have anything else. Cool.
0: Then let's get started.
1: Okay. So today I'm going to talk about the catacombs of Paris. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, so Morgan and I did previously try to record this, but we ran into mm-hmm. some technical difficulties uh multiple times (laughs) so uh the first couple things here Morgan's heard already (laughs) because I was trying to I don't remember it's
0: okay (laughs) I was
1: trying to surprise her and it it, uh now it's not a surprise (laughs) but (laughs) I am gonna start off with talking about the history of Paris at least a little bit um So when you think of the architecture of Paris, what do you typically think of? I do
0: remember this now. (laughs) And I think I said like fancy stuff.
1: (laughs) And then I had to clarify, um, think of like what the buildings are actually made out of. So
0: (laughs) I just looked at the notes so it doesn't.
1: (laughs) So think like white stones. And there's actually a special name for the the white stones that Paris is made out of. And it is called Lutetian limestone, which is also known as Paris stone. Um, And this was actually mined from below the city itself since like the 13th century. So this was used to build buildings like the Louvre. Notre Dame etc, etc. Cetera, et cetera.
0: The Louvre.
1: yes, all the fancy ones. So also I don't know if it's I say Notre Dame because that that's the school I think I it's, say
0: Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame, but yeah, I like think, I think at the hump back of Notre Dame, actually, I yeah. think Notre Dame. yeah.
1: well, I mean that's the college here,
0: yeah. Notre Dame, but I think it's supposed to be Notre Dame. Is that a college? I think that's a high school. Saint, Oh, St. Norbert's.
1: Oh, wait, yeah, St. Norbert's. I think we can cut this.
0: Whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, anyways, keep that in mind um, that the stones that were building or the stones that were used to build the buildings in Paris came from under Paris. Okay. So, meanwhile, the citizens of Paris... Could not keep up with the growing number of, you guessed it, deaths occurring in the city. <laughs> so first we have the bubonic plague or the black plague. I was going to guess that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> which killed 50,000 people in five weeks yeah, that's in Paris alone.
0: insane. That's insane. That's <laughs> 10,000 people a week. Yeah quick math <laughs> that
1: unreal okay so that was in like the 1720s I think I think I read so now we have cemeteries that are overflowing with dead people figuratively and eventually <laughs> literally so there was a website that I used it is omeka.wlu.edu so it's an edu website okay It's real. So um, this quote says, After a a particularly bad period of bad rains, bodies from the cemeteries rose out of the ground and flowed into town.
0: Mm. Imagine the stink.
1: Dude, You just you wait. It's like you read my notes. Yeah.
0: Um, I didn't actually. (laughs) I was looking at them, but I didn't.
1: So... Now we have nearby markets and shops that are now unable to sell their products due to the stench of rotting bodies, yeah, ruining their merchandise. That's disgusting. So, there, these are all things that happened as a result of all these bodies. So, we have barrels of wine that are turning into vinegar when they're Ew. opened. Meat literally spoiling. Mm. Milk is curdling on the street. Cottage cheese. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> this is just rotten.
0: Mm,
1: well, I mean, I guess that's kind of what.
0: Yeah, that is what cottage cheese is. It's think, a little
1: different. It's. I
0: probably wouldn't eat this cheese. Let's put it that way.
1: A little <laughs> bit. A little bit scarier. Yeah. Think that. Think of the advertising, curdled by rotten body stench.
0: It's a strong cheese with a strong aftertaste.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, you'd think that a perfume would be able to cover up the smell. Nope, perfume shops couldn't even sell their perfumes because it didn't mask the smell. Ugh. So then we also have fabric that starts actually changing colors. Because the smell is so bad and the air is so bad.
0: I can see that, though.
1: <sighs> that's disgusting. So now they are starting to use caskets for services only. And then they go and dump the bodies into mass graves. And sometimes, because people are dying so fast. I know. I was
0: just thinking, like, they're reusing caskets. Yeah.
1: Ugh. <laughs> yep. That's what they're doing, reusing them. So sometimes they're actually even removing limbs and cremating the limbs um while the torso is kept whole and just tossed in the mass grave. Yeah. And then okay. So then they move on to because this is all because they're running out of room. Because mm-hmm. there's been people in Paris for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Right. So now they start moving mass graves to combine them, and um, bodies need oxygen in order to decompose. But since they didn't have um, enough oxygen and enough time in the dirt they were in to decompose, they actually opened up one mass grave and found that it was filled with fat that was like gelatin. And they decided to become creative and they decided to make
0: soap and candles. Ew. <gasps> I thought soap because you usually use fat for that, but yeah. candles. Oh, yeah. Soap and candles from human fat. You could get your great grandma made I think into that's... a candle.
1: Yeah. I think <laughs> I want to say that something I was listening to was making bets on how they would advertise. I that. was thinking
0: that. I was like, that's a good advertisement. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, now remember those uh,
1: stones that they were using to build the city. Yes. So at the same time here, these the cities of or the streets of Paris are just starting to cave in. So they have sinkholes. Good. And this is like December of seventeen seventy four. There's a one mile long sinkhole. That opens up and swallows a street. Do you want to guess what the street was
0: called? One mile long. One mile. I'm still stuck on that. Um, What is the street called? I'm not looking. Um, <laughs> Paris Street. <laughs> the street of hell. Oh my God, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I kind of gave it away. But why do you think the sinkhole just opened up and ate the street?
0: Because the, the mass graves...
1: No, but you're close. The <laughs> The hole from the mines that they took all of the oh, stone out of yeah. to build the city above it. I'm
0: still on the mass graves here.
1: <laughs> it, they're intertwining. So okay, what did I just say? They're intertwining.
0: You said something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they're coming together. They're going to intersect here. But now we have the empty mines or the empty catacombs below the city well they're not catacombs yet yeah but they're the empty mines below the city which were not maintained at all and they were not structurally sound enough to hold up the city above it because people just came in and mined whatever stones they wanted and left so by according to smithsonianmag.com by 1813 the year digging beneath paris was banned to prevent further destabilization of the ground
0: yeah i mean that makes sense like you can dig and build as much as you want but apparently like you also need the ground to build so. yeah <laughs> like,
1: and if you're not going to support the ground under obviously everything above it's not yeah. going to stand still so also from smithsonian mag this is a quote um in 1763 Louis XV issued an edict banning all burials from occurring inside the capital, but because of church pushback, which didn't want cemeteries disturbed or moved, nothing else was really done. So Louis XVI, Louis XV's successor, continued to, or excuse me, continued the crusade also proclaiming that all cemeteries should be moved outside of Paris. It wasn't until 1780, however, that anything was done. That year, a prolonged period of spring rain caused a wall around, lay in a sense, to collapse, spilling rotten corpses into a neighboring property.
0: Again? <laughs> well, this, we is, this is
1: actually spilling into it. Before, it was just the air there's so many dead bodies the air was all raunchy this is now corpses literally ending up in other people's
0: basements that's disgusting grandma's in the basement (laughs) (laughs) so okay
1: so meanwhile those mines below the city they hadn't been used in years because there's a ban that they could no longer dig in them So, King Louis XVI, he decides to put those to good use. So, they begin moving bodies to the 200 miles of tunnels that are five stories below the city. So, the Innocent Cemetery, which was the city's oldest and largest cemetery, began moving bodies in 1786. For 12 years, every night, priests dressed in black robes, guided covered wagons, Which they filled with dug up remains in various states of decomposition from cemeteries around the the city. Holy crap! Can't talk from around the city. So their new resting place in the catacombs. So now they're organized by which cemetery they came from, and creepy. Some of the bodies were as old as um, being
0: from the seventh century. Holy man. How are they even bodies at that point? Well, they're skeletons. Still, like, oh, I
1: guess. And then, well, obviously, those are the oldest ones. But then you have people that died two weeks ago. Yeah, that you're still moving down there. So then, now, we move into... So, this is during the 12 years they're moving the bodies that are already existing. Yeah. Can you imagine? No! (laughs) Just wait till I tell you how many people there are in here. Holy shit. So now... During this 12 years, the French Revolution also starts, Mm. which Morgan loves to point out that this is at the same time as Alexander Hamilton.
0: I also would like you to know that Les Les Miserables (laughs) is about the French Revolution, a very good musical.
1: But we like Hamilton the
0: best. I think both are fabulous, but I do like Hamilton. I
1: think I don't know. Well, okay, so the French Revolution is going on from 1789 to 1799 and these bodies are starting to stack up in the catacombs as the war just rages on. So, now there's also also people killed by the guillotine that are brought down there so their heads are not connected. what the hell. Um, and the sign at the entrance reads, stop, here lies the Empire of the Dead.
0: I don't like that. I knew you wouldn't. I don't like that, and I wouldn't go.
1: Well, Okay, here's another quote. Um, This is from walksofitaly.com. Ooh. This is, like, one of the... I think this was one of the tourist sites that I was looking at. So it says royalty made the Paris catacombs, but Napoleon made them a tourist attraction. When Napoleon marched to power on the back of the revolution, he inherited a medieval city that was in the throes of rapid modernization. One of the little empire's key beliefs was that men are only great through the monuments they leave behind them. In this vein, he punctuated his reign with a number of grandiose public works and pieces of art, many of which helped to give rise to the concept of the Napoleon Complex. Given that Rome, which was considered the preeminent monumental city in Europe, already had its much vaunted system of catacombs that intrepid tourists could visit, Napoleon decided that France needed something similar. He commissioned his Prefect of the scene, Nicholas Brockett. Yeah, it looks and... like Brockett. <laughs> and the inspector general of the quarries, Louis Ateney the Third, the third. To turn the quarry tunnels from a labyrinth charnel house into something that people would want to go down and see thus giving rise to the original Paris Catacombs tour. So pretty much what that all means
0: is
1: (laughs) that before this, they were just kind of chucking bodies and like dumping the wagons out. And like they're in piles and some of the catacombs are still like this, but like the touristy one mile that people want to go see now where it's all stacked up and I can, we can post pictures, but the, Part that people actually want to go see is the art, see where the skulls are stacked up on the wall and the femurs are making designs. And
0: that's just nuts. Like,
1: here, I have a picture.
0: Yeah, I think I saw, I think I've seen pictures too. Yeah, that's just crazy looking at, like, <laughs> who's who's doing this <laughs> napoleon i guess man
1: he wanted tourists He's like
0: now that we're free let's uh take these dead bodies and make them look nice well he wants to be remembered i guess well that's what makes a great man i guess i didn't know he did that until now so
1: so <laughs> according to smithsonian mag inside the ossuary bones are grouped by the cemeteries that they came from some are neatly stacked along the corridors Others arranged in patterns, creating crosses and other images. So there's all kinds of stuff going on in there. Yeah. And the last bones that were brought there by the officials of Paris were brought down there in 1860. Doesn't that seem like very recent? No. <laughs> like, that went on for 80
0: years that they were bringing bodies yeah, down Yeah, I guess. Like, it. it's sooner. Like, I would have thought they would have ended it sooner, is what I'd say. Yeah because although like 40 years from now that's 200 years ago
1: i know but still that seems relatively recent compared to some of the older things that you'd think about
0: yeah that oh, is true so cool. i i get <laughs> yeah that's true i think yeah very true
1: so you ask how many bodies did they bring down there in 80 years the catacombs have become home To over six million bodies. And some people think there might be as many as seven million
0: down there now. I was going to say, who's counting all these? How do they know that? It's a guesstimate. That's insane. Six to seven million. Yeah, that's insane. I can't even picture
1: what that looks like. I can't
0: even picture that either. Imagine walking and seeing all that.
1: Picture that many people alive.
0: Well, there's a couple billion now.
1: Uh, well, I know that, but I'm saying, what does that even look like? I don't know. Like, think about going to a Packer game. That only holds like 80,000 people. You'd have to fill that almost. Yeah,
0: almost.
1: If you if, even 10 times, that is only 800 million or 800,000. I mean,
0: so it's like, a oh.
1: that's not even a million yet. That's ten
0: times Lambo Field, yeah, that's insane. I, I I I can't picture that either. I when you put it that way, like Lambo holds a crap ton of people. It feels so, like
1: I want to say it's probably something like seventy thousand or something like that.
0: still, holy man.
1: I guess I don't know that. I could probably Google it. yeah, but... wow. anyways, <laughs> um, so now we're gonna move into an underground organization of people in the catacombs who want to restore and maintain the city they are known as lay ux and they are a secret underground organization
0: i don't know about that
1: well they started off secret um
0: i was gonna say (laughs) i still
1: don't think their identities are known but like the organization itself is is known known about yeah okay so this started in like 1981 supposedly a teenage boy bragged that he liked breaking into famous um places in paris like the pantheon and his friends didn't believe him so he took them with and they snuck into the pantheon and walked around inside without any security whatsoever so their next step logically was to sneak into the catacombs and they first of all a teenage boy, why would you want to sneak into a mass underground grave that's five stories under the city?
0: Okay, first of all, it's probably because it was cool and he's trying to show everybody he's cool.
1: That'd be the last freaking place I'd want to be in.
0: Yeah, me too, but I don't know. Guys do stupid stuff. Sorry, guys. <laughs> why are
1: you apologize? There yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so the next step... Okay, so they snuck into the catacombs, they follow these wires to the admin of communications, there's no security there, and they take the most inclusive map of the catacombs, which then allowed them to find more entrances, as well as the entrances to the most famous buildings in the city, and most of the buildings in the city in general why because they all connect through the catacombs through these tunnels i don't really like
0: that i don't think
1: no like people's basements just like open up to the catacombs and like there's stuff that's locked and um when you i think i was listening to something that said when you own property in paris you technically are responsible for the ground underneath your home so if it ever were to happen where that ground isn't structure like uh structurally sound anymore and there's like a sinkhole and your house gets swallowed you by the catacombs pay for it. that's on you.
0: That's kind of like here though, like if your water pipe bursts and water starts flowing out on your property, you have to pay for that water. Even if they don't come out there and fix it forever. Isn't that crazy? I found that out and I was like, I
1: don't want to own property. <laughs>
0: yeah, now I'm scared about water pipes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, okay, so this organization now they have historians and restorators if that's a word, um, in their organization. So an example of what they do um within their organization is there was a clock that like an old like grandfather clock kind of thing that had a piece taken out of it so it wasn't working lay ux went in moved the one part to make it work again and then reported it to the police that the items were being neglected Mm -hmm. and they offered to help maintain this clock because it's really old and fancy it's in like a museum i think and the police department sues lay ux so they go to court they go through all of this I don't know how they do all of this because they're supposed to be like hidden identities. Yeah. But the judge votes in favor of lay UX.
0: I like that. That makes me feel good. Is uh, it,
1: this isn't our country, but yeah,
0: I know it's not, <laughs> but I still like that for them.
1: <laughs> um, They have. um, Okay. Before this. So I guess after all of that said and done, they um went back and tried to have a like an expert clock maker make the clock not work again, and he refused. So all he did was move the same part that was that they moved before, so it didn't run. Oh so God. that way they didn't have to do maintenance on it. But he refused to, like actually take the part the clock apart
0: so it wouldn't ever work again you know what that also makes me happy that's a good story so <laughs> kind of
1: <laughs> if I if I told it better
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it, they were maintaining the clocks and or the clock and all that and didn't get sued that'd be a better story <laughs> <laughs>
1: well they also have restored forgotten um famous well Not a famous, but they were forgotten um, sections of the city. For example, there's a metro station, a 12th century crypt, a French bunker, and a World War II air raid shelter. All found in the catacombs or connecting to the catacombs that LayUX has all updated.
0: This has got to be people with a lot of money. And a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying you're restoring all that. That's not cheap. And that's not just something you know, right? And
1: they're doing it in the dead of night underneath the city.
0: That's crazy.
1: So, with the catacombs, they also have museum access. Ooh! And to prove that security was not up to par in the city at all... A subset of the La UX, which was called the Mouse House, which is a female group specializing in security. Um, they snuck into another famous museum, left a report on the head of security's desk stating how easy it was to get in and how they easily would have been able to take anything they wanted. They just left this letter. Like,
0: that's kind of cool. Bitch managing your office. Honestly, like if I was the head of security, I'd be like, I am shredding this letter and nobody is finding out about it. I think that's
1: what he tried to do is cover it up. Yeah. But like, um, excuse you.
0: Yeah. They're like, oh, we do do your
1: job. Okay. So they also found, this one's weird to me, a Nazi bunker. Isn't that wild?
0: That is wild. I don't really know the history of World War II and, like, how France was involved in that. You know? Yeah. I I don't know, like...
1: For as much as I read about World War II, I I should know more.
0: Yeah, like, I wonder if, like, did... I guess I don't... I don't know, and maybe I'm stupid for this, but I don't know if they, like, took over France at one point or, like, utilized them for anything.
1: Yeah, because... Did I just read? No, I'm pretty sure Paris got occupied by the Nazis as well.
0: So I bet, yeah, I bet that's how it got there, but still, that's crazy. That well, so... pretty much
1: all of Europe was occupied by Nazis. Very true. <laughs> so um, during World War II, um, both the French resistance and the Nazi forces used the ancient quarries as operational bases oh well there we go and legend has it that they observed an unofficial ceasefire while underground that's a quote from smithsonianmag.com oh wild that is wild um there was also a cinema like full-size cinema what in the paris catacombs so um not that long ago Like, a few years ago, I think. What? Um, there was a police training, and they discovered a fully functioning movie theater, like, 4,300 square feet, that was powered by pirated electricity. And, um, I think one of the things that I had read or listened to said that they, um were on camera and then there was like a motion sensor tape of these dogs barking that tried to like scare off these this police training and then um there was only a handful of them since it was a training yeah. so they needed to come back to get all of the um items and do like a full investigation and everything and when they got back to clear it all out And report it and investigate and everything. There was a note laying on the ground that said, don't come looking for us. And everything was gone. Everything was gone.
0: Are you kidding? So. Also, I just want to say, imagine watching a scary movie down there. No fucking. Hell no. Any noise I heard, I'd be like, "Uh uh-uh, uh-uh. Even uh -uh."
1: reading about this.
0: Um, And I cursed. I just. Five stories down and it's probably not easy getting out of there i mean like it might be i don't really know but like i'd assume not as easy as just walking out of a movie theater
1: uh-uh. i do Uh know uh-uh. well the recording or like the cameras were probably what notified um the cataphiles which are these people that are working underground that's what they're called as cataphiles it's kind of cool in I the like catacombs it.
0: yeah
1: um of the police being there that so that they could go there and move everything before they came back um so probably that recording of the dogs was they're like yeah hey go hide your crap
0: get this theater out of here
1: <laughs> um well wow. yeah so now i'm gonna move into like haunted stories or people gone missing we're gonna get into the sketchy stuff do it. So the first one that is talked about a lot is a guy named Philibert Espar. Um, The last name is A-S-P-A-I-R-T. He was the doorkeeper at a hotel. Not a hotel. Back that up. At a <laughs> hospital. Um, And it is believed that he thought he knew of like a basement entrance to a nearby brewery.
0: Oh. So he
1: was going to go get get a drink but um there's a quote from that first website i used that omegawlu.edu yeah the the college one the official one yeah it could be some random (laughs) kid that wrote a
0: paper forget the smithsonian sources we've been using (laughs)
1: this is some random college freshman (laughs) See to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, this quote says he went looking for where alcohol was stored in the catacombs in 1793 and died 10 feet from an exit with a bottle of liquor in his hand after getting lost. He was not found for 11 years after going missing, with his keys still clutched in his hands.
0: <gasps> wow. I'm just trying to process that like he
1: was like so he walks into the catacombs while he's working and he is looking for that um basement to that brewery yeah and he he must have found it cuz he's got his liquor bottle and now he's on his way back to work and he gets lost cuz it's pitch black down there he had a candle
0: but at Who some knows? point
1: if that goes out
0: yeah he's fudged. I wonder and how long these, he was, like, lost before he died.
1: These tunnels, um, so there's 200 miles of tunnels, but it's said that it's, like, super twisty, turny. Like, they're very, very easy to get lost in, and it's, like, there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. Because people just went in and mined whatever they wanted, and then they left with it.
0: That's kind of crazy because you would have to really keep track. Like the people who brought the bodies down there, like they had to have some sort of system to get back. Mm-hmm. He should have brought some yarn down there with him. Yarn. Tr- string or something and <laughs> let it loose as he was walking. Breadcrumbs. There you go. Well, no. selling I don't know if there's rats down there. <laughs> oh,
1: God. So now he is recognized as a saint to help guide the lost souls in the tunnel.
0: I don't know so about
1: he's, that he's got like a full headstone, um, which is um, with him where he was buried in mm. the catacombs where he was also found. But right. I think it's crazier that a it took him 11 years for the people of Paris, the officials of Paris to find him down there. Not that they probably went looking for him, but
0: when was this again?
1: 1793, he Okay, so they,
0: they were still burying people then, too, so, like. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, like, there were people down there pretty consistently then, so, like, they still couldn't find him. That's just 200 miles. I'm sorry, that's way too long.
1: <laughs> 11 years. And he was 10 feet from an exit, but he wouldn't have known that if his light went out.
0: That is true. I would need to, like, see what it looks like down there. You know, like I've seen pictures, but like, I, I want to know what a, an exit looks like. Cause I, I, yeah, I guess how do you know? It's not
1: like a lit up exit sign. Like now <laughs> yeah, Like
0: exit here, please.
1: <laughs> I feel like we changed our opinions on this so hard. Like you were like, I don't ever want to look at anything yeah, like know. this. And I was like, I would do it. And now we're into we're it.
0: Now I'm like, I need to know what
1: this looks like. And
0: where's the string. I guess.
1: And I'm like, I read enough about this that now that I'm reading it out loud to you, I I don't think I want to.
0: gibby jeebies.
1: I'm a chicken shit. So, the next famous story that pretty much everyone talks about is this 1990s camcorder. So, in the early 90s, a couple of cataphiles found a camcorder with actual footage on it. And this footage was of a man that was exploring the tunnels. He's looking at graffiti, bones, the pools of water down there, et cetera, et cetera. So as time goes on in this video, he's getting like increasingly erotic or his behavior is. And it becomes very clear.
0: Erotic or erratic? <laughs> because um, <I'm... laughs> Wait, there's a... Erotic is like Sexual,
1: maybe it's erratic. erratic
0: is like crazy. <laughs> this man just started having sex with all the skeletons.
1: <laughs> oh, God. oh yeah, not he's not aroused.
0: Okay. He's erratic. Well, okay, I just had to clarify there. <laughs> Whoopsies!
1: I did in fact type that wrong. He's erratic, rat.
0: That, that was good. I like that.
1: Uh, so it becomes very clear very quickly that he is lost or getting lost and he is in panic mode. So the very last thing that we see on this recording is that he turns around, drops his camera in a puddle and just starts sprinting away from the camera. Which, remember, was his only source of light. And he just sprints away from the camera into the pitch black.
0: Do we know how long the camera recorded after that? I think it's a couple hours. I bet he just was losing his shit. Like, he was probably lost and was like, oh, fuck. And then, like, how we don't know how long he was lost.
1: Well, if he runs away into the darkness he's probably not coming back
0: well that yeah but i'm saying like at the point that he had the camera like how long was he lost even then
1: oh yeah i think it was a couple hours that he was lost
0: that's it like i don't think it was like days or anything it was like hours shit man so like unless just panic set in that much that he was like
1: well you're alone underground oh
0: my god i can't imagine no
1: like there's no way anyone could
0: lit exit signs (laughs) saying it
1: 200 miles of them i need it okay so the next thing we're gonna move on to is in 2017 there were two teenage boys that were found in the catacombs after going missing for three days (laughs) sorry they were treated for hypothermia And the police said that they only found the boys thanks to the canines that they had. And even with the canines, it took four hours to find them. And after they were rescued, they refused to talk about anything they experienced while they were in the catacombs. Like, they wouldn't say anything about any of it at all. I think they said they were down there for 72 hours.
0: Right, three days
1: oh yeah (laughs) I said that part
0: (laughs) dude some fucked up shit man I feel like your brain starts to like even if like nothing's happening let's just play devil's advocate nothing's really happening your Mm. mind is totally playing tricks on you at that point
1: even if you're with someone yeah like did you hear that yeah what was that
0: and you're not eating. You're probably not sleeping. You're not getting water. Oh God, I'm not sleeping now, so there. So your brain is probably fucked. So like, even if you heard something and you're like, in your brain's telling you it, and the other person didn't hear it, and you're like, do you hear that? <laughs> that other person's gonna go nuts.
1: Shut up! Shut up! Shut I know. up!
0: Like, oh, we'd be the worst stuck down there together.
1: You'd be like, did you hear that? What I was guess. that? I know you. Like, Morgan, be like, I told you just to shut up. I'm like, keep it to yourself. <laughs> no. One of us got to stay sane. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. keep her
1: moving, man. Keep her moving. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God. So, that brings us into the cataphiles today. So, cataphiles are the people who, like we said before, illegally enter, explore, and live in the catacombs below Paris. There are fines for going into the closed sections of the catacombs, but, um, oh, and there are police who are responsible for the like guarding that but the fine is only like $75 and there aren't that many officers like assigned to the
0: I was gonna say of- it's 200 miles like how many of these guys are
1: yeah. <laughs> and they're like largely unmapped so it's kind of I feel like you could easily avoid
0: police yeah I, and I it's would pitch want, black, so like I think I would want that police job
1: I would not
0: I think that'd be easy you don't have to go down there you just have to watch to see if people are entering
1: they gotta go down there if they know someone's in there though
0: well, I would just wait for them to come back out and if they didn't then I'd be like that sucks and it looks like I'm not getting $75
1: <laughs> no thank you um it is very risky because like we said it's very very easily to get lost in the tunnels. Um, But since it's illegal, law enforcement does often seal off the newly discovered entrances from outside as well. Mm. So that means if you only know one way in and it gets sealed while you're down there, you're stuck.
0: I did not think about that. Mm, I don't like that.
1: So you might even have been in there dozens of times before, but that one night you go in there,
0: they decide to seal it and you're,
1: and you go obliged. back to the same entrance you came in, you're screwed. Cause you don't have another way out.
0: I'd bring like a million flashlights and a million batteries
1: for what? So you can starve in the light.
0: Well, then I could look for entrances and stuff. I walk? You're
1: going to walk 200 miles in a I pack? might.
0: If I'm stuck down there, I might. I'd bring food. I'd bring a whole camper.
1: Oh, also, also, there's a possibility of falling into a well or a pool because remember, this is all underground mines, so it's like tunnels connecting to other tunnels. So there's some people that go diving down there. Are you kidding? Part of this used to be a sewer system at one point. Gross. So there's all kinds of literal shit you can run into down there.
0: Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm starting to not want to go there anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, although it's not super common, parts of the catacombs have also caved in. So that's a possibility as well. And there are like super small parts that you have to crawl through that just like makes my
0: stomach queasy. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That made me think of. Um, have you ever seen those videos of those people like um that
1: do like the cave diving things?
0: Kind of like the cave diving. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And they go through those tiny um things. TF what is it?
1: TFIO the videos that like Matt Reif is on and stuff. Yeah. Um, with all of his buddies, they did a cave diving video. No. And I literally. You gotta watch it because it made me like
0: nauseous the oh, whole
1: time I was watching it.
0: I've seen some like they literally try to fit and like dislocate their things. I've seen things That's like crazy. that. It's what? crazy.
1: Why would you ever want to possibly fit in something smaller than you?
0: Yeah, no, thank you. They Some people make it work, but so, some no. people die, so, you know. Pick Absolutely your poison. Absolutely
1: no. <laughs> Absolutely no. That didn't even cross my mind. Is like something i'd ever want to do no and then you're underground five stories underground
0: i bet like the adrenaline you get is probably pretty cool but
1: god forbid you bump your head
0: you get stuck stuck that is gotta be the worst feeling and who the hell is gonna find you nobody
1: my heart is racing right now and <laughs> I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> it's not really racing. My heart rate, Well, is. it just so, feels
0: like it, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, cataphiles are lovers or protectors of the catacombs, and some are actually like pretty territorial. So some just don't want to be responsible if someone inexperienced ends up getting lost or dies or gets hurt or gets in trouble, like gets the People that actually know what they're doing in trouble for the things that they do for fun. Mm-hmm. So that could be some of them. But others will, like, literally call police just if someone new is down there um, for parties, vandalism, etc. So they, like, they don't want to see you at all. Like, it's MySpace ghetto. Ooh. And then um, some... Uh, some have been known to throw, like, smoke bombs, so that way other people don't know that they're, like, who they are, that they're down there, or, like, what they do down there and stuff.
0: That would be, can you imagine you didn't see them coming and, like, a smoke bomb comes out of nowhere? I would be like, what? I'd be in
1: tears as it is, but...
0: I'd be like, where did that come from? Like, what was that?
1: I'm so terrified in general. I...
0: Yeah, no.
1: Okay, Okay. so do you think the cataphiles know more about what's down there than we do? And they're trying to protect whatever or whoever is down there that the people of Paris aren't supposed to know about? Or do you think it's just that they don't want other people to get hurt?
0: That's really tough. For me to answer because part of me doesn't also thinks there's a possibility they just don't want people around even if there's no nothing there really yeah i think maybe they're just like fuck you this is my spot so but i don't know maybe there is something down there that they all know about that we don't
1: well you want to hear about something that's down there yeah so okay I have to say I did hear this on an episode of Creepy Unsolved. Um and I don't really use Reddit, but I did try to use Reddit a little bit for some of this stuff. Um and I probably never would have run across it on my own, but the Reddit thread that they used was so intriguing and like I didn't sleep after <laughs> I read it or I heard it. So I'm gonna have to read it to you now. So this is a Reddit thread from like five years ago. And the poster is Baby Bubbles97. Um, it's called I Want to Leave Paris. I'm gonna try to read this and make it sound complete. I'm going to read it like word for word how it is, but I'm also a chicken shit. So if I pause or need to cry, just know that's what's going on. Let's hear it. Okay. So it says, please forgive me in advance. I am not a writer and I don't really know how to use Reddit, but my brother loves it and has told me to post. I'm 21 female. I was raised in England, but I'm living in Paris. I speak fluent French because my father is a Frenchie. When I moved here at the age of 19, I desperately needed a job. I would spend hours and hours going through the local bakeries searching for job ads, but nothing seemed to come up. One day I noticed an ad stating that people were needed to patrol the catacombs of Paris. Some background. The Paris catacombs started being used as a mass grave in the 17th century because the city was running out of places to store their dead. It is 200 miles long and home to 6 million corpses. Exciting, right? Not for me. I hate any kind of creepy shit, and I am very skeptical of it all. But I needed money. Paris rent prices are high, ladies and gents. So anyway, I interviewed, passed, and began my job, which was basically to help maintain the areas of the catacombs that are closed off to the public. Of the 200 miles, only one mile is open for people to visit but the rest need to be somewhat maintained to make sure that nothing collapses, etc. Another worker, Valentin, introduced himself to me on the first day and said he was assigned to train me up on what my job was. A lot of it involved cleaning graffiti from the walls left by illegal trespassers, making sure that there were no severe leaks and that the walls were in good condition, no risk of collapsing. Overall, my job covered roughly five miles of the catacombs. The area closest to the public something important to note is once you leave the public area it is very easy to get lost if you're not careful you could turn the wrong way and never find your way out you're on your own therefore french health and safety laws state that i must attach myself to a rope at the front door of my work site to help me find my way back to the end of my shift at the end of my shift once my training with valentine was finished He returned to working in the public areas. Before he left, though, I remember him saying, Watch yourself in these tunnels, okay? Don't forget you're a trespasser here. Weird, but whatever. I started my job. I surprised myself by not actually finding it that weird, being surrounded by millions of human bones day in, day out. I got into a nice routine, arriving at 9 a.m., descending into the tunnel, mp3 player, packed lunch, warm coat and thick boots. There was actually a lot to do that kept me occupied and I didn't have much time to think about where I really was until one day. It started out as a typical day. I turned up in the morning and went to my tunnel. I know that sounds weird. Attached myself to the incredibly long rope and entered, pulling the door closed behind me so the public couldn't enter. I had a heavy duty flashlight that became my best friend and with it. I set off to inspect a leak I had discovered the day before. Headphones in and blaring music blaring, I started my journey, which would end almost at the end of my work zone. I got about 1.5 miles in, paused my music to change songs, and in the sudden silence, I could hear Valentin, Valentin calling my name. Shit, I hope he hasn't been looking for me for long. I turn around and reply and head in his direction when I notice something. The rope has been cut. There was no sign of it anywhere. Crap. Crap, 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 crap. I call out to Valentin in a panic, desperately hoping this was some kind of sick joke he was playing on me. After the fifth time I said his name, I was greeted with laughter. A lot of laughter. From a lot of people. It came out of nowhere and filled the whole space. I ran in a blind panic in the direction I had originally come from, dropping my mp3 player but not giving a damn. I ran for what felt like whatever, and the sound of laughter surrounded me, almost chasing me, but I knew I couldn't stop. After running for what must have been 20 minutes, I rounded a corner and stopped dead in my tracks. My mp3 player was laying in the middle of the path, where I had dropped it 20 minutes before. It wasn't possible. I would run in the same direction and definitely didn't do a circle. These tunnels don't work like that. I slowly approach the player, but my breath caught in my throat. I almost reach it when the laughter suddenly stopped, and the sound behind me makes me turn around. I turn, and I am faced with something that still features in my dreams today. A thin, long creature was approaching me from the shadows, contorting its body, almost dancing across the piles of bones stacked against the walls. I couldn't move. I felt like I was literally glued to the spot staring at this thing. Its naked body was impossibly pale. It had a head full of black straggly hair. Its eyes were white and void of any detail and it was grinning at me in a way that I knew meant no well. The closer it got the louder the sounds it were making. It wasn't Valentin whispering my name. It was this thing. It was chanting faster "'and faster with every move it made "'until its nose pressed to my nose. "'I woke up in a hospital, surrounded by worried faces. "'My parents had flown over from England "'with my younger siblings. "'Apparently the other workers in the catacombs "'got alerted when I didn't clock out "'for my shift that evening. "'When they went down to investigate, "'they found the door to the tunnel wide open "'and severed rope next to it. "'A huge search party was launched "'and they found me 75 miles away.' unconscious covered in a weird black tar-like substance when one of the big bosses of the catacombs spoke to me with the police to find out what could have happened i mentioned the first time i heard the voice and i thought it could have been valentin i was met with a confused face apparently nobody worked there who is called valentin they asked around the team and nobody had shown me around on my first day or trained me up they all assumed my team member had done it by team member. I mean the person who was supposed to work in the tunnel with me at all times, as per health and safety rules. However, upon research, they discovered that nobody had actually been assigned to work with me. I should have never been alone in those tunnels. I don't know what happened that day, and I haven't been back since. Apparently, whenever maintenance needs to be done now, they send down a team of at least 15 people to do it. One thing that still worries me is this. I closed the door behind me when I entered the tunnel that day. The other worker found it open. For the past five nights, I've been woken up to the sound of laughter outside my bedroom window and the sound of my name being chanted hungrily.
0: I did not like that. That was icky. And what the hell was that thing? I
1: told you it was a cell.
0: I thought this was going to be a different Reddit thing about the catacombs, but this one, is freaking crazy. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't know if
1: that's real or not. I
0: know, and part of me was like, I'm skeptical, and like, I'm trying not to be skeptical about it, but I'm so skeptical about it. I mean, if it was real, that's freaking nuts. If it wasn't, that's good storytelling right there. I know. Same. Dude, like for real, like
1: I didn't sleep after I read that or I heard it.
0: <laughs> wow. I mean, I could see why they'd send people down there for weeks and stuff. Like that makes sense to me, but I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think I like that. I know
1: I don't like that. I don't have to question that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I never would have found that without listening to the Creepy Unsolved podcast, but
0: that was a hell of a story. Yeah, that was. You know, and then I thought to myself, okay, there are people who, like, as you're reading that and you talked about the pale guy, there are people that like to, like, go off the grid and stuff. Like, is is there people living down there that we Mm -hmm. just don't know about? There's people living down there, but... I mean, they probably are like, they haven't seen the sun in how long if they're living that like fully down there. I guess they need food and stuff. That
1: sounded not human.
0: Well, maybe they look not human. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know.
1: It makes me so queasy.
0: Yeah, I don't like that. That's demonic. That's, yeah, I didn't like that. I'll be thinking about that you're welcome thank you so sorry so
1: um speaking of demon um people also think that this is one of the portals to hell so the only legal entrance to the catacombs is literally named the gate to hell um and there's a rumor that no one should enter the catacombs after midnight and it said that the wall starts speaking and luring visitors further and further into the tunnels to be lost forever.
0: I wouldn't even think to go down there after midnight. Like, this What's is a di- daytime trip.
1: What's the difference? You're never going to see the sun down there anyways. I know
0: you're not, but I want to see the sun when I get out, so I'm not freaked out.
1: You know, I guess that's fair. You're playing ahead. I like it. Yeah, I if am. If you stayed on there long enough, it'll turn light again.
0: I am planning on it.
1: Okay, so... Since Morgan so desperately wants to see this, let's talk about the tourism of the catacombs today. Ooh. So, today, a little more than a mile of the catacombs is open for visitors to explore. It takes, like, 45 minutes to walk through it. Guides are available, um, but they're not required. And then you can also get, like, audio guides for, like, four U.S. dollars. Um, Like we said before, there's a shitload more under the city but it's illegal what did I just say illegal (laughs) to visit most of those areas and admittance is capped at like 200 visitors per day so um I made a note looks like they have about a one hour self-guided tour that you wear headphones for and hear an audio recording when you're down there Heck no. I want to hear the demon sneaking up on me.
0: I was thinking that too. Like, if something's gonna pop out or something, like, I want to be fully aware. All my senses need to be zoned in. <laughs> I would start
1: sweating. I would feel like I had to pee. I'd be crying. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Like, I want to make sure I can throat punch that little skinny white pale-ass yeah. demon.
0: I need to hear that also demon thing.
1: I don't want to hear the laughing, but like
0: But I want to know if it's coming towards me.
1: (laughs) Pop that little puppy. The average temp down there is like 57 degrees. And (laughs) I also made another note. Um, So probably where wear clothes because it's gonna be chilly and then i said which will also prevent the demons from touching the bare skin
0: yeah that's that's smart i can see like after that reddit thing you got real (laughs) spooked. um but
1: in case you didn't know paris is not the only place to store their dead bodies this way there are also catacombs in rome egypt ukraine malta spain portugal the uk etc cetera, etc cetera.
0: i have been to rome and i had no idea
1: rome was the og
0: like i probably maybe, was maybe walking not the OG, OG
1: but like rome was what the parish French. yeah yeah what they based it on
0: i'm just now thinking how many dead people i probably walked over
1: rome is like one of the oldest things
0: in the world like yeah i i wasn't thinking that when i was there so <laughs>
1: but that is what I have I'm
0: sketched out I wouldn't go there but I would like I think I would do the guided tour but I ain't looking to go farther than that
1: agreed um also I get the portal to hell thing I see where that's coming from I personally don't think I could go down there and not think about it (laughs) and not freak myself out but I don't know how real that is like I I believe in like demons and possessions and things like that but I don't know what you're seeing down there actually I'm not gonna Uh, test it yeah
0: I'm not either I'm not I don't know. I'll take some ghost stuff down there, some recorders. Let's test it out, man. It's like Ghost Adventures. Did they ever go to the catacombs? And Now I want to know. Ghostbusters? Ghost Adventures? I oh, don't know who that ghost is. Ghostbusters. <laughs> you don't know what Ghost Adventures is? Oh. oh my God. You need to watch that. <laughs> like We're going to watch that someday. It's Dude, so I just cried
1: reading that Reddit okay, thing. well, I'm saying
0: Ghost Adventures rocks.
1: I said that thing's name, and now he's coming after me. Yeah, what? spoken into existence
0: yeah I guess yeah I don't know I guess overall I wouldn't go but would if I had the opportunity I do
1: the guided thing yeah
0: I'm not gonna make a but special I'm, trip
1: I'm gonna try like a baby when I'm there and I'm also gonna need to go with someone very trusted to not freak me out yeah because I feel like you go with the wrong person it
0: could be like yeah (laughs) and then I
1: put my pants down there
0: (laughs) I don't like haunted houses so like I already don't
1: I like haunted houses I hate 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 scary movies I like haunted houses because you can like laugh at them and they'll walk away it makes me feel tough even though I'm chicken shit okay but like also this is a a real haunted have I ever told you why I hate haunted houses because you think it's going to be real and someone's going to be in there to How kill you.
0: easy would it be to be a murderer and be like, I want to kill somebody. I'm going to dress up and just sneak into that. How good is their security there? It can't be that good.
1: You've told me this many a times. I know. I feel like the day I went to a haunted house, you told me this.
0: Well, and I, I hope you thought about it. I did. Exactly. And it
1: made it scarier.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do like- the burial chambers in Nina is like my favorite one.
0: Yeah, I will never That was like that one place.
1: of the, that was like one of the first ones I ever went to in high school.
0: I was so scared. Yeah, that'll never happen for me. But I don't know, someday maybe the catacombs. That $4, one, I can do that.
1: The burial chambers in Nina. So good.
0: You're like what the hell is that?
1: <laughs> they have they have like a um a simulation you can do where you're like actually put in a casket and it feels like they're burying you. No. No. I would never do that. I don't like small spaces. But yeah, like I would not like that.
0: But anyways, thank you for doing the episode on the catacombs. It was fabulous.
1: If you're wondering uh what I'll be doing um for the next week and a half while I can't sleep, um you can send me emails <laughs> yes. at, at the spill the podcast Spill the podcast. I say this every time. Podcast.
0: Spill the milk at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook at spill the milk podcast or on Instagram at spill the milk underscore podcast. Um, if you want, so.
1: I'll be looking at that for the next week straight, because exactly, I certainly won't be sleeping.
0: My next episode we're doing isn't as scary. So it's more just like, what the hell? So. Maybe
1: I need to not pick a scary yeah. one again I know
0: I was surprised you picked a scary one but is what it is <sighs> um but with that I think it deserves a good bye.